really just going in with the willingness to learn about an operation. For example, when I went into manufacturing, I didn't have an industrial engineering background. I didn't have a mechanical engineering background, but I came in and I wanted to learn and I wanted to remove barriers for my team. The oil and gas industry, the driving engine of the world economy, delivering prosperity, innovation and abundance across the globe. Here are the stories of its key players, directly from the leaders themselves. This is Bulwark's Oil and Gas Industry Leaders Podcast, where real experiences are passed on from the leaders of today to the leaders of tomorrow. Here is your host, Paige Wilson. Welcome to this week's episode. I'm here in Midland, Texas at Baker Hughes GE 2018 Smarter Ways Expo, where I have the absolute pleasure of sitting with Jamie Butler, Vice President of the Permian Geo Market, to discuss her story in oil and gas. How are you today? I'm doing great, Paige. How are you? I'm good. I'm, I, it was a long trip, but I got here. So you're enjoying Midland, Texas so far? Well, it's it's very similar to, to Louisiana, where I'm from, so... The views of the trip were immaculate. Seeing the wind farm, seeing the pump jacks, just it made me feel at home. Yeah. I feel at home here. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a small town feel and uh, beautiful sunsets and sunrises are, are amazing. And the temperature. Yes. Let me tell you, <laughs> coming from Houston with that 100 plus, 100 plus degree heat, this has been amazing. Yeah, beautiful mornings. Oh, yes, Absolutely. So before getting into it, I wanted to please ask everyone to support the show by taking a few moments to leave a review in iTunes. So Jamie, let's discuss how you started in the industry from the very beginning. So from the very beginning. So uh, I have a little bit of a different story. Uh, Most people graduate college and they know where they want to go and they know what they want to do. And I have to say oil and gas actually found me. I was going to school full time and I really needed a job. And you know, a friend of a friend said, hey, you should come check out Baker Hughes, uh, use Christensen drill bits. And uh, so I started 17 years ago without actually finishing my degree in business marketing. And uh, it was certainly a tough decision for me to make, but I finished shortly after I started working at Baker with my degree in business marketing. And the rest is history from there. Many different functional areas at Baker Hughes. When I started that position 17 years ago, I started out in the Arklatex area, which was Arkansas, Louisiana, and Texas land. Mm-hmm. And I was an inventory coordinator. And so I coordinated all of the inventory for drill bits for that particular little geo market or district at the time. And from there, I worked in many different areas, finance, supply chain, mm-hmm. product line at drill bits, uh, headquarters in the, in, in the woodlands. And what I found was I had a passion for supply chain. So I ended up getting my master's in supply chain from Penn State. And I went back and forth between State College and Houston and finished out my master's. That's one heck of a commute. Yeah. And all having a, uh, I had a baby in between that too, as well. So that was my second son that I had as I was commuting back and forth. So I did the first portion of the program. So, so basically you had three jobs <laughs> yeah, all at once. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I had, I did the first portion of that program, had my uh, youngest son who's, who's nine and then finished out the second half of the program And when I finished that out, I actually went into manufacturing, which was not really what I had expected to do, Mm -hmm. but it was the best experience of my entire career. Very challenging and going in with no knowledge of manufacturing whatsoever. And I did that for four years, led one of our largest machine shops 
here at Baker Hughes, a GE company, and then also led our drill bits manufacturing operations. And so after spending all that time in manufacturing, I said, okay, what's next for me? And so I actually returned to lead the team I first started out with in the Arklatex area. That's so cool. Yeah. So I led the operations as their operations director for the Arklatex area, which now we call Southeast area. And and did that for a few years and then went into the, a global account director role and got to really travel around the world and handle all product lines for Baker Use a GE company for three of our global accounts. And that was very eye-opening to see that there is things outside of North America. Yeah. And there's more. Yeah. Absolutely. So that was great. And uh, when I finished, I got a call back in June mm-hmm. and said, would you like to, to consider moving to, to Midland, Texas? And, you know, is that a possibility to lead the, the Permian Geo market? And I never in my wildest dreams, one, thought of living outside of Houston. Right. Two, it being Midland, Texas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can understand that. So other than the learning curve, what has really been some of the challenges you've had to go through to get to where you are now? Yeah. So 17 years, I would say the two, you know, if I were to bucket my biggest challenges, there's two. One would be not having a technical background um, right. because my degree is in business marketing and my master's is somewhat technical being in supply chain. Yeah. But that would be the first challenge, and I'll elaborate on that a little bit here in a minute. And then the second challenge would just be the from the female breaking breaking the barriers down, yeah. being a female in the oil and gas industry. So amen to that. Yeah. So the first, the from the technical standpoint, I have found in seventeen years that not having a technical degree has been a challenge. But I've always approached it by being a learn it all mm-hmm. and not a know it all. And so that's how I feel like I've overcome that challenge in particular is really just going in with the willingness to learn about an operation. For example, when I went into manufacturing, I didn't have an industrial engineering background. I didn't have a mechanical engineering background, but I came in and I wanted to learn and I wanted to remove barriers for my team. Yeah. And so the second though, being, you know, a woman in our industry is certainly a challenge, but for that one, I've always said there's no barrier. I think the minute you think there's a barrier or you, you put yourself a barrier, oh my gosh, I can't do this because guess what? You're not going to be able to do it. Yeah. You can't make excuses. There are no time. Right. And so I think, you know, every situation I've approached that way, and even if I'd let myself think for one minute, there's a barrier because I'm a female, because I'm a woman, I have to take a step back and go, no, there's not. Yeah. This, it doesn't exist. And, you know, possibilities are limitless. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So if you had one piece of advice to give our audience, what would it be? I think the when I go back to that technical is being a learn it all and not a know it all. I've got that piece of advice from a long time ago and it's it resonates well with me because it's how I was raised. Always approaching a situation by wanting to learn and not being the person that has to know everything. So I I think that's probably the best piece of advice that I that I can give. And I, I think the other one is just having compassion. I mean, I think that's a big, you know, when you are compassionate and when you care, I think that makes a big difference for yourself and your team. Because when you treat everyone like they're number one, at the end of the day, you're going to have a number one operation. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent advice. So tell me a little bit more about your current role. All right. So as part of my my role here in the Permian, I lead the operations for Permian across all Baker Use a GE companies. So that's 
every product offering that we have from A to Z, from drilling completions to artificial lift to rod lift to pa- to even power okay. and pressure control, which is a large portfolio for us here at, at Baker Hughes um, and very important to the Permian operation here. Um, we have uh, over 60 facilities across the area. We have a very large workforce. So that's my role is to make sure that, you know, we are meeting the needs of our customers, if not exceeding those needs and making sure that every one of our operations is done safely. I mean, that's really actually number one is that everyone comes home um, in the condition that they came to work in. Right. And so, you know, we we strive for a perfect HSE day every day. I know that from Jack Hinton. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, Jack's been phenomenal in changing our, our HSE culture here at Baker Use a G company. So, so I'd say that's probably, that's number one, right? And then the second, obviously, is the, the operation and flawless execution. But also, most importantly, is we want to be stronger in the community here in the Permian. Mm-hmm. So that's another part of, of my role in coming in is making sure that we're taking a stronger presence and that we're committed to the community. And um, we know there's a multitude of issues here in the Permian from schools to healthcare. I mean, you name housing. I was going to um, say flooding. Flooding on Friday, we had obviously some amount of significant amount of rain and, you know, just creating that support system, not only for our employees, but for the community and try to overcome some of these challenges. And that's another part of what we're really going to be working on over the course of the next year. We want to definitely take a stronger stance in the schools because yeah. um, that's a really big, big issue here. Daycares. I mean, our employees are on daycare waiting lists. Um, some of the operators are actually building their own, you know, facilities to have daycares. So, so these are the types of things we're going to be looking at and supporting the community more with. So not only can we make it better for our employees, but just better overall for the community. Well, just difficulty finding a hotel room here was, we should have done this six months ago, you yeah. know? We got, I got one of the last rooms, so it's just, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then the rate is is horrendous in, in housing. I mean, we can't we can't build houses quick enough for the demand of people that we're, that we're bringing in. So it certainly has a lot of different dynamics going on, but that's another, you know, part of what we'll be working on as a team is really trying to address those challenges. Growing pains, really. Huh? Absolutely. Because we know, I mean, as as you saw in my Skype interview with Mark, we know the Permian is forecasted to double in production, you know, by 2023. And so we really are developing that plan and that infrastructure to be here for the community and for our employees. And that's really important for us. Uh, that's something I think a, a lot of employees value, doesn't matter which industry you're in. And that's, it's very heartwarming to hear. Yeah, absolutely. What book influenced you the most? So I think the, the, the one book that influenced me the most is actually the book my husband gave me. He gave me Lean In. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. familiar. So I, I think for me, I really resonated with that because going back to when I talked about the, the barriers mm-hmm. and being a woman in the oil and gas industry, Lean In really resonated with me because I think the, the area where she talks about there's a barrier. Yeah. You know, the bias bias. that you have, Mm -hmm. I I think removing that bias can take you so much further. And so I think that that book has resonated with me the most and stuck with me. And, you know, I think it's important for us to, you know, have the mentality that or the mindset that anything is possible, no matter who you are, where you come from, anything and absolutely everything is possible. 
So what would you say is your most used business tool? I think for me, it's actually myself. How so? I think it's very important for us to have the human touch, to communicate with people, you know, as much as possible in person. That doesn't mean that I don't appreciate the social media, the podcast. I mean, I think these are all great tools, but I think that interaction you get one-on-one with someone or a group of people is really important. So my most utilized business tool is just me, myself, getting out, talking to our customers, talking to our employees. And when you talk to them in person, you can see verbal reactions. You just get a feel for how they're feeling. And maybe they're not coming out with exactly what they want to tell you, but you can tell by the nonverbal cues that body language, right? Body language. There's something there. There's something there. And we need to elaborate on and, and pull it, pull it out. And I think if we we can pull some of that out. We can address issues a lot sooner and quicker. And I, I, I resonate with that because that's, that's one of the reasons I do this show the way I do it. And it's an in-person and very, yeah. very rarely do I do on the phone so I can see your facial right. Right. So exactly. we can have a conversation. Exactly. And that that's what I love about right now in this moment. And, and I think that that's the biggest tool in that I use every day is, is, you know, let's, put down the laptop. Let's stop doing that Excel sheet. Let's actually talk. Yeah. And let's get some conversations and get some actions done. Let's get our hands dirty and just, you know, yeah, it's just because before you know it, you look around and everyone's just entrenched in their screens and their computers. And it's like, Hey, we can have a conversation and we can get a lot done. Well, you know that from having kids anyway, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it's like if, if I see one more game of Fortnite, I might actually lose my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that statement. <laughs> Who would you say is your most respected competitor? I won't mention, obviously, a name, but yeah. uh, I think the most respected would actually be one that sought me out. Oh, okay. Yeah, so about five years after working at Baker Use a G, well, it was Baker Use at the time. Yeah. Now we're Baker Use a G company. So five years working at Baker Use, I was sought out by this competitor. Mm-hmm. I was extremely impressed with their facility, mm-hmm. extremely impressed with their interview process, and also their amenities. At the time, I had a very young child. Yeah. They had a daycare on site. And I left, and I actually thought I was going to accept the position. I'm so thankful I did not. Yeah. I mean, they're a respected competitor and they still are, but I'm so happy I did not accept that, that role because now it's, you know, 17, well, not 17 years, 12 years later, right? Wonderful 17 year career here at Baker Use a G company. And so I'm glad I made that decision not to go. But what it did allow me to do is come back to our leadership and talk about what I saw. Yeah. And things that we should try and do and, and potentially look at changing, you know, to attract talent. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. What would you say is your most important lesson learned? My most important lesson learned is don't discount driving accountability, being fair, firm, and friendly. And the accountability part comes from the firmness. I'm fair and I'm friendly, but sometimes I've struggled with the firm. I think we all really kind of have because you don't want to offend anyone. Exactly. You don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Right. Exactly. So I think that's been my biggest lesson learned is it's okay to be firm as long as you're fair and friendly along with it. Yeah. And we had a situation where I was not firm as a leader and because I was not firm and I did not drive the accountability, it resulted in a significant HSE incident. And it to me was such a personal lesson learned. We had an incident that 
could have not happened had I not been more firm, had I not driven the accountability. And I really grew from that experience and realized it's okay. As long as you're being fair and friendly along with the firmness, I'm just doing my job. Yeah, no, absolutely. What's your favorite podcast? Oil and Gas this week. Mine too. Yeah. I mean, we just met. I, we have so much in common. I, I'm loving this. I'm yes, really... we have the same We have the same notebook. We're both <laughs> Capricorns. This is just, this is great. Oh, and we drink smart water. Yes. And that's yes. why I'm smart. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think I might need more. <laughs> so because I want my listeners to be very well-dressed and most importantly safe, be sure to go to www.bulwark.com forward slash podcast to win a Bulwark FR shirt and base layer. No purchase necessary to win. See official rules for details. Events on deck. Me and the entire OTGN team will be going as press as well as recording shows Monday and Tuesday at the Weatherford booth. Uh, I think is booth number 1935 at the Society of Petroleum Engineers Annual Technical Conference and Exhibition in Dallas, Texas, September 24th through 26th. So that's going to be fun. Thank you so much again for having me. Yeah, absolutely, Paige. I'm just... So thrilled that you actually made the journey out here and, uh, you know, welcome to Midland, Texas. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If people want to reach out to you and or get to know more about uh, Baker Hughes GE, how can they go about doing that? So they can certainly reach out to me on via LinkedIn. That's probably the easiest way. I'm very responsive. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, you can search me out there. I'm Jamie Butler. And I'll make sure to put show, put the links in the show notes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And certainly reach out to me for through LinkedIn and I'll be extremely responsive. And then the website's uh, bhge.com. Yep. www.bhge.com. And I'll make sure to put that in the show notes as well. Absolutely. All right. So that concludes this episode. Just remember, it's up to you to open the next door. Tune in next week for another intriguing episode of Bulwark's Oil and Gas Industry Leaders Podcast, a production of the Oil and Gas Global Network. Learn more at oilandgasindustryleaders.com. 